Bright Sounds, the voice of Bright World. Hello and welcome back to Bright Sounds, Bright World Guardianships podcast channel and once again, Happy New Year to all of our new and returning listeners. My name is Leah Ferris and I am joined today by our regional manager, Louis Spice. Morning. And Director of Safeguarding and Operations, Jenny Rumble. Hi, Leah. Hi, hi to you both. So, following the announcement of another nationwide lockdown in the UK, students have been told to stay at home and have once again reverted to online learning. Uh, The situation has certainly been difficult for international students, many of whom have already returned to the UK to begin January school term. With schools now set not to reopen until at least mid-February and travel restrictions making travel home unfeasible for many, where exactly are the students staying and what ramifications does this have for us as guardians? Uh, With all of this in mind, I will now pass over to Louis and Jenny, who can hopefully shed some light over everything. Hi, Louis. Thank you very much, Leah. Um, Right, so I I understand, as you said, that, um, that most of our students have either travelled to the UK um, or were still here after spending Christmas with us. Uh, So where are these students now staying, Jenny? Hi, Louis. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, we did offer several solutions to students um, over the Christmas break. And so um, lots of our students were able to attend either one of our various residential programmes we ran um, or stay with a host family. Um, so for those who stayed with a host family over Christmas already, um, we've been liaising um, with the students and their parents, um, host families and schools, and have been able to extend those stays um, in lots of cases where needed. Um, for those students who had flown back into the UK um, or on one of our residential programmes and have been unable to return to their boarding house, um, we are helping with host family accommodation for those as well where needed. And of course, some of our students do have um, family, friends and relatives in the UK who are kindly looking after them um, in these very difficult times. OK, yeah. Um, so I know you mentioned the students that are staying with host families still. Um, and I know that we run into some complications with this in that families can only host students for a certain number of days uh, within a guardianship capacity. Otherwise, they will need to be registered as a private foster carer. How many days are they currently allowed to host for then? Um, yes, if so if the host family um, is not related to the student in any way, um, after the student has been with them for more than 28 days, the arrangement needs to be registered as private foster care when the student is under 16 um, or under 18 if disabled. Um, so it's obviously um, quite a short period of time in terms of the lockdown that we're looking at at the moment. Lots of these students are going to be um, going over that 28 day threshold. Wow, yeah, okay. And I, I bet that's come as a surprise for, for many uh, schools and guardians alike. Um, so can you tell us a bit more about how this private fostering arrangement works and what the main differences are between private fostering and guardianship? Yeah, so um, it's all about safeguarding, Louis. Um, And in order to safeguard children who are in long-term accommodation um, with people who are not closely related to them, 
the local authority undertakes their own checks on the family um, when it's considered a private fostering arrangement. So this means they would do their own DBS checks um, take out references and have interviews with the hosts and the children. And they also contact the child's parents to ensure that they're happy with the arrangement. Um, so these are all legal requirements um, that come into play once the um, 28 day threshold um, has been gone over. And, and this is really, as I said, just to safeguard children and make sure that they're staying in suitable accommodation. Um, and this differs from the guardianship we offer, um, where we would normally arrange short stays with host families um, in the school holidays. And although we would also arrange all our own safeguarding DBS checks and references and do ongoing welfare checks with the students, there's actually no legal um, or statutory requirement for these things to take place. Um, we just commit to doing these safeguarding checks um, as part of our gold membership status with Aegis and our ongoing commitment to um, the welfare of the children that we look after. Okay, so yeah, it sounds very similar, um, just that the private fostering stuff is all a lot more let's say official um and and re required in a legal sense is, is that right yes that's right yeah yeah okay um so what have we been doing to overcome this whole private fostering hurdle and the whole 28 day thing um well obviously when our students are um with a host family and they're happy and they're settled and we've been able to extend their stays um, we absolutely want to keep them where we are. Um, so in those instances where we've crossed the 28-day threshold, um, we're liaising with the local authorities um, all over the country um, in the different areas where students are being hosted, um, letting them know and making referrals for private fostering assessments. Um, so in order to do that, we need to make sure that um, the child's parents are aware that we're making this private fostering um, referral because they will still keep full parental responsibility um, and we need to make sure that the host families are also happy to take part with the private fostering assessment. Um, so it's important that both schools and guardians alert the local authorities to the private fostering arrangements um, so we're also keeping in close contact with all our schools to help them stay on top of the need to report these stays. Okay yeah and um... So have most of these families been happy to, you know, to undergo these extra checks in terms of becoming um, private foster registered? Absolutely. Um, you know, we're really fortunate with our host family network. Um, we have a lot of very caring and experienced host families um, and they have a good relationship with these students. Um, and because we've already undertaken our own checks, you know, we know that they are suitable um, hosts. And um, so there's no qualms at all about um, them having an additional layer of checks. They appreciate the need um, to safeguard the children. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, it's, it's great, once again, the, the flexibility that, that they're showing um, in terms of helping us out and helping their students out. Um, so all of these rules and regulations um, might well have an impact on, for example, family friends who are currently serving as guardians. Is, is that right? 
Yes, that's right. Um, so it's the same scenario. Um, if they're if students are staying with a family friend um, or somebody who is not defined as a close relative, um, and there's a list of you know what is a close relative, um, and it's normally aunts and uncles, you know, brothers, sisters, etc. If, if they don't fall into those categories and the student, again, is under 16 or under 18 if disabled and is staying with them for more than 28 days, it must be registered as a private fostering arrangement so that the local authority can carry out an assessment and make sure that they're happy um, that the child's well-being is, is, is fully taken care of. Right, right. Um... Uh, you touched just now on um, us working with schools um, to help them report this. Um, and I understand that we have sort of unearthed rules that will will be interesting for schools to hear, um, particularly as they could have implications for them with regards to their tier four visa status. Um, so what can you tell us about this? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there are lots of additional considerations um, that are coming up for our international students um, when their circumstances change like this. Um, and this is not just the case for our students who are under 16 um, or under 18 and disabled and therefore need to register as private fostering. Um, it's the case for anyone um, on a tier four student visa, regardless of their age. Um, their visa um, sponsorship requires um, that, you know, the, the school is keeping the UKBI up to date um, on where they are. So as lots of our students have now moved from boarding house to host family or family friend on a long term basis and are studying remotely, um, it's important that we make sure the schools are completely up to date on where our students are when they're not in the school. Um, and that is something we would do anyway in normal times for short stays. But currently it's even more important so schools can update the UKVI um, to these big changes in the students' circumstances, um, regardless of their age. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I guess that's something that would normally fall under our duty anyway in terms of working with schools. Um, but yeah, I guess that's more important than ever then in, in this case, uh, in, in this instance. It's, you know, it's, it's a very much joint effort to make sure that we as the guardians um, and the schools as the visa sponsors are making sure both that these international students are being well looked after and safeguarded um, and also that all the legalities around their stay in the UK, um, you know, are fully in place. Okay. Um, well, that's great, Jenna. That's that's all from me. Thank you very much. Um, that was very interesting. I know I've certainly learned a lot there. So, yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. It, it sounds like more than ever, this is very much a, a collaboration, especially with um, these those last points, a collaboration between the schools and the guardians. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Amazing. And uh, for anyone listening, for more information on this subject, you can read our accompanying article, which you can find on the news and blog section of our website. Uh, if you know of any family, friend, guardians or students who may need our help, then please get in touch with us. Uh, thank you both for joining me today, Jenny and Louis. Uh, and of course, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And we all look forward to hearing from you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Leah. Bye.
thank you for listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Bright World Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website, www.brightworldguardianships.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.